And in both the case of Pathpoint and in Rainbow, the poor tech experience of having like a, a quote bind issue product like platform was, was pretty consistent, right? I mean, this is consistent across most businesses in insurance technology. Well, I'm excited today to be here with Bobby Turan. He is the co-founder and CEO of Rainbow. Welcome, Bobby. Hey, Josh. Good to see you again. Maybe maybe you can tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, just the background of Rainbow and what you're doing now. Again, thanks for having me on. But uh, to answer your question, Rainbow is a new MGU that uh, myself and my co-founders started building at the beginning of last year. And uh, we focus on small commercial insurance um, and thinking about the insurance coverages that those businesses need and uh, thinking about ways to deliver a very customer-centric experience. So good technology that makes it easy to interact with our insurance product, a human element that sort of bridges any gaps that need to be bridged, um, and then the use of just general technology uh, and data to have the best underwriting performance possible. So we bring those three things together um, and we distribute our product through agents. And uh, we're we're still early, but uh, I like to think we're having a lot of fun doing it. So, yeah. Was your experience with your last business sort of what identified this opportunity or was it unrelated or sort of how did you kind of come come to this idea or think you could do that that was unique and and identify an opportunity in the sector yeah so i uh am am newer to insurance my last company was uh is a company called pathpoint and that's a digital surplus lines brokerage primarily focused on small commercial insurance um and also working directly with retail agents um and prior to that i i was not in the insurance industry so that company started um, almost seven years ago, and uh, we, my co-founders of that, and I started and sort of learned about insurance, commercial PNC insurance as we were going. And uh, by working on that company, I got to meet tons of incredible people uh, in the industry and hear sort of the pains um, that they were experiencing, but also got to spend a lot of time just researching the market. And small commercial insurance in the U.S. was just an area that seemed interesting to me for a few reasons. One, it's kind of a, an area where there has been quite a bit of software adoption, um, like more and more large traditional carriers have offered digital platforms through which to, quote, find an issue coverage. Um, and also there was this like emergence of more uh like newer companies like insurtechs that were trying to go after it um the last company uh was it is a brokerage and uh i was always sort of intrigued by the underwriting side of the business um and so uh as i was just sort of the the combination of those two of those several things right so it's like large market seems to want technology seems to be an opportunity to bring a few things together and uh, address a pain in the market. And uh, like most companies, I think we just sort of got started and then things just started to kind of 
snowball from there. Um, so I'd been out uh, like a non-employee of Pathpoint. I'm still a board member of the company for maybe seven or eight months before I started uh, really thinking about and working on Rainbow. Um, but the key thing was is that I, I knew I wanted whatever I worked on next to be in insurance because I've definitely fallen in love with the industry. Did you approach this business differently because it was an MGU in any way in terms of your planning and your uh, strategic roadmap than when you started a brokerage? Um, and um, did you plan it any differently um, or make any different decisions because now you had more understanding of the industry and how it worked? There are similarities in terms of how I approached it, but also but also some differences. So the, the key similarity which I guess is human nature is, you know, one tends to stick to what they know well and what they're very comfortable with. So building software, building software engineering teams is something that um, I have much more experience and relative to my insurance experience. And in both the case of Pathpoint and in Rainbow, the the core tech experience of having like a, uh, a quote bind issue um, product like platform um, was, was pretty consistent, right? I mean, this is consistent across most businesses in insurance technology uh, that are not like pure software vendors and they're even software vendors that sell that kind of thing. So right from the very beginning, we knew that we would need that platform. And so in one parallel track, we started building that capability. So we started building our platform in uh, roughly about a year ago. So that was similar. The, the difference though, the big difference was thinking about like, what you were asking earlier and sort of what relates to continuous underwriting, which is like, how will you, first of all, what is the class of business that you want to specialize in um, and why? And then a related question is, what is the underwriting advantage that you think uh, can be um, achieved? Um, because as you said, so in July of last year, the market was already starting to harden. Uh, because of a lot of climate change driven cat activity and uh, and other things, just sort of like the recovery from COVID and inflation. So um, the capacity markets were like tough. It was not sort of phone up two or three people and you get capacity in five minutes. Um, you really had to have this differentiated uh, proposition. And kind of what's challenging is that as a brokerage, I feel like if you can demonstrate that you can go out and you can just get attention from distribution partners and you can fill a need in the market, um, you know, you can get appointments and as long as you have like a good team around you, you can you can get started and just sort of grow from there. From an underrated perspective, we had to basically front load a lot of work, like building out an underwriting team, building out an insurance product, working with actuarial consultants to develop our filing think about the ways in which our filing is different, um, and then go through the process of thinking about where it would be filed and all, and all these things, and then ultimately put all that together. So there's all this upfront work, I mean, over a year of upfront work, just before you can even really begin to have those capacity conversations. Um, and so that's, that's definitely very different uh, and uh, was not something that I was really like, thinking about super actively i guess i just assumed that that would be sort of the, the cost of doing business but um there were moments especially when the market was what it was when it's been going through what it's been going through where you're like oh my god like we've done all this work what if we have to like change some big fundamental piece of it uh, right before 
get the capacity? And then what if we get the capacity, but it's not with the exact product we want? Does that change? Because as you know, the, the reinsurance markets will often uh, sort of tighten up your product in ways that perhaps were unexpected to you. And that could meaningfully affect what your sales process is going to be like and what you're underwriting. So anyway, thinking about all these things was just very different from being more in the business of selling someone else's product, which is like more of what a broker does. Um, and yeah, those are those were sort of unexpected learnings for me. But I think the way we were able to get through was just sort of by uh, by certainly by some luck, but also by uh, manufacturing some luck by having a good team uh, around us to to uh, to go through those things. If you had advice for someone who was contemplating setting up an MGA or MGU and hadn't done it before, um, what would it be? You just really want to have a clear value proposition in terms of underwriting. And the other thing that I think is just still really critical is having experienced underwriting operators uh, on the team. I think, uh, you know, I'm based in the Bay Area and there's lots of people here who have upended different markets by specifically by being an outsider and uh, saying, I'm going to do things differently and that's going to be my value proposition. Uh, I'm going to do the inverse of what people before me did. And uh, I think that works to an extent in insurance, but when it comes to getting capacity and then when it comes to getting capacity in like one of the toughest markets in decades, um, that rhetoric just won't really go far. People just won't return your calls. You won't. You won't even really get a chance to demonstrate to them why you think it's different. Um, and I think some of that also is sort of like speaking to like coming to this with a with a dose of humility. You know, like saying, "Oh, it's silly to have human underwriters. Why wouldn't you have algorithms doing it?" Like, sure, there's a role for algorithms, but like, insurance has existed the way it has for so long. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs pitch that as like, well, that's exactly why it has to change. And again, there are elements of truth to that, but it doesn't mean that everything that has been done a certain way is like uh, necessarily incorrect. Anyone who's listening, I think, who wants to have sort of a technology angle to insurance would be well served to sort of look at what more traditional companies have done and try to borrow some of those elements um, as part of their story. Anything else we haven't covered that you'd like to highlight, whether it's specific to the business or, you know, your approach to leadership is now your second insurtech startup and one of several startups in general that uh, you've been to or anything else you would comment on? Uh, I think I would just, uh, I would end it with uh, something that is so widely heard that it's like a borderline cliche. Uh, but I, I guess the, the reason I bring it up is because I I just don't think it can be said enough, which is just the importance of having a good team. Um, you know, I'm able to hopefully be a good leader uh, because I have good people around me and uh, things like securing capacity, like I was saying, thinking day to day about how is the insurance product made better based on every single interaction we have with agents, um, things like making the actual software better. Uh, every day and anticipating what it needs to do. Um, these are all only possible because we are fortunate to have great people who uh, really deeply care about those pieces and understand how it kind of fits into the bigger objective. 
And so I, I would just say to anyone thinking about starting a new business in general or thinking about starting a business in insurance um, that I just cannot emphasize how important it is to have the right people around you. Um, and uh, again, I would just say for folks who are coming from more of a tech background and have that tech DNA, do not underestimate the value that non-tech DNA members of the team, sort of like more traditional insurance operators can bring uh, to what it is that you're trying to build. Um, it's truly transformational. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Bobby Turang, the CEO and co-founder at Rainbow. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks, Josh. <laughs>